Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out there in podcast land. You are in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza, and I'm really excited about our guest today. And I know I've gotten feedback from you guys saying that I'm always excited, but you do not understand. Our guest today, we've been going back and forth for several months. I've lost sleep. <laughs> like, please, can we still get her on because our schedules would never sync. But as we all know, there's no accidents, and everything happens in the right time when it's supposed to. And so I will stop babbling to bring on our guest today, who for over 30 years, she has been and has been introduced in a leader in the brain coaching field. She is a brain coach for anxiety transformation and success acceleration. Uh, she's worked with with people all over the globe, all over the United States. Uh, she has a wonderful story. I can't wait to hear more about that. The, the main thing that I heard from her website, I read from her website for one of her, one of her clients was that she gets to trick your brain into working for you. And in this time and day, I think we need anything, any leverage that we can get to take us to that next level. I think our guests can put, point us in that direction. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Bambi Thompson to the podcast. Welcome, Bambi. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. And I am glad we finally connected. <laughs> you know, it was like when it, it, it's, it's so hard because we hear everything happens for a reason. It happens when it's supposed to. And so when we kept pushing everything back, I had to keep that in the back of my mind. And oh, today absolutely. was the day. And today was the day. Today was the day, and it's Puebla. I used to think it was Pueblo, but it's Puebla Day, better known as Cinco de Mayo. And so we have to celebrate the Mexicans defeating the French in 1862. Uh, that is a reminder for all those that will be imbibing today since the, <laughs> the restaurants are slowly opening back up here in Atlanta. So anyway, it, what's the what's the celebration landscape look like for you and where are you in the world today well i'm in maine and on the coast of maine um and the celebration um in my home is i've got some black beans and butternut squash enchiladas brewing making enchilada sauce love mexican food and uh you know we're restaurants are are opening up here um you know with with all the COVID precautions going on. Um, but for the most part, restaurants are open in Maine. We're mm. lucky. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. And, and for the past year or so, every guest has had a different opinion. It's so funny or just interesting from a historical standpoint when we look back and see that every individual state in the union had a different response to the pandemic. So I always ask yeah. what, what's going on where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we definitely like it tightened down pretty hardcore and people are, are pretty respectful up here, you know, wearing the masks. And um, honestly, I can say that for the majority of driving around town, things, uh, things are up and running and looking good, um, you know, and uh, schools kind of come, they open, they might close a little bit. There's a little bit of a breakout, um, but for the most part, things are running pretty smoothly up here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And as a, a brain coach for anxiety transformation and success acceleration, what is the level of anxiety for your customer coach, uh, your co- coaching 
clients been like last year versus this year? Um, well, everybody's anxiety is high. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it. Um, you know, whether it's due to financial, whether it's due to, you know, health concerns, world, you know, the world state, um, the environmental state. I mean, there's just such an onslaught of stress-inducing information and um, impacts on our on our bodies right now. So yeah, stress is pretty high. Um, I work uh, predominantly with entrepreneurial women. Um, we're uh, you know facilitating their um, their confidence in their businesses, but as an entrepreneur, um, as you know, because you've got your own business, um, you know, your your anxiety is the driving force of your success or your failure. So it's imperative that you know how to rein in your brain. And so while the majority of my clients, my, you know, my marketing is to entrepreneurial women, um, I certainly, you know, today I'm working with a doctor. I'm working with an air flight attendant, two males. So I got it all going on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I can say that every single person on the planet needs to know the, the skill sets and the tools that I teach. Absolutely. One thing I, I do like on your site that I wanted to ask you about since you promote to women is you help brilliant, big-vision women. And a two-part question is how you determine brilliant, big vision, a brilliant, big-vision mind, or is your job to help them reach their potential by seeing a big vision if they hadn't beforehand? Yeah, so a, a lot of the women that I work with have huge potential, um, but it is their anxiety or their, you know, the stories, the beliefs, the programming, the wiring that makes it so they kind of can't get out of their own way. You know, they're stuck in their procrastination. Um, they can't, uh, you know, they've got like scarcity programming going on, so they're struggling with um, landing the money despite doing all the marketing. Um, it's really about, you know, we all have certain areas in our life where we are a little bit tweaked energetically mm-hmm. and out of alignment with what our desires are. So these are women who really have big missions. They want to be, they know that they have potential and they're pissed off and bummed out that they can't seem to just step into, you know, the level of success that they know that they are capable of. And, you know, we, I always, uh, you know, say, and and we hear a lot, you know, we are our our best clients. And, um, you know, my brain was born wired to worry and um i you know i am a brilliant big vision woman with a lot of things that i choose to do and and dream to do and um you know there are certain areas in my life that it's like i have to work on clearing those energetic blocks um, to kind of smooth the wheels and get and get the momentum going um, in my business or certain areas and uh, so that's kind of like I'm kind of the uh, the mute button for your mind and the accelerator switch for your success gotcha yeah. when 
just looking at your site, your YouTube channel mm-hmm. and such, I can kind of see that background. And it made me mm-hmm. think of, of college. I, I went to school here. I, I went to Clark Atlanta, and it's in the Atlanta University Center. There's multiple schools there, namely Spelman, which is a, a girls' college, women's college, and Morehouse, which is a male college. And at the time for the research, they were saying that the graduation rate at Clark Atlanta was like 4.5 to 5 years, but at Spelman and Morehouse, they were at 4 years. And they attributed it to having the same sex environment forced them to focus, whereas I was in a co-ed environment. And um, one thing that I noticed that we kind of laugh at is, for eight o'clock class at our school, you know, women were kind of dressed to the nines, but at the mm. eight o'clock class on Spelman, they had on sweat. So the yeah. priorities were somewhat different. Are you yeah. finding that since you primarily deal with women, but I know a few men kind of come through the cracks, are you seeing, mm-hmm. are you seeing there's a different way to deal with the sex? With deal, uh, a different way of dealing with, with what? Dealing with the um, gender. That's an interesting question. You mean as far as entrepreneurs go? Yeah, Clarify just, that a little bit. Sure. In today's market, to fast forward to 2021, it's pretty much every gender should be able, you know, access to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's like the argument for and argument against. And I was just wondering for if you were to look at your, you know, your profit and losses or just your client base is primarily women. Did you find that if there if there are ten women and ten men, you would get more accomplished with the ten women for feedback versus ten men? Um, well, so the work that I do, there's a lot of uh, spiritual basis to the work that I do. I tend to attract women more than men anyway, um, and. Honestly, when it comes to, like, the results, it's, it's all about the, the person's, um, you know, the, the follow-through. And, you know, men procrastinate as much as women do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I find that it's really about the motivation, the intrinsic motivation of that person as far as the results that they get. Mm-hmm. Um, but the you know the the work that I do the way I work and the way I roll um, resonates a lot with women. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I was asking is my background's in corporate, and mm-hmm. when I started my own thing, and I and I was introduced to I know in some of your videos you were talking about Abraham and, and others. Yep. Uh, when I would go to you know, God bless the dead, Wayne, see Wayne Dyer and those folks mm-hmm. that I can do it. And it was primarily women. And I'm like, that's actually yeah. how the intrinsic motivation for a homie's perspective came about because we're at these conferences and there was like a handful of guys. And we're like, hey, we should yeah. have access to this too. And so that's why, why I was wondering on the one hand, on the second hand, I was. it sounds like your clients, is there a mix between I guess the muggles or (laughs) for those that watch movies for the laymen that are used to um, let's say spiritual versus non-spiritual is the quickest way to say it. How are you, how are you navigating both worlds? 
Well, it's um, it's interesting. I actually was hired um, by a school district here in Maine to teach what I was teaching to the kids. They they approached me to be um, an anti-bullying, um, you know, uh, provide an anti-bullying program. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm a law of attraction person. So I'm not exactly going to teach kids how to look for bullying. Um, but I can be an inner resiliency. And so when I am in a school system, um, I have found the language that lands that is not too woo-woo. Even though it's woo-woo stuff, um, mm-hmm. if you will, it. Um, you know, finding a way to communicate the the tools, the strategies, the foundations of of the framework that I teach out. Um, you you can find your ways to make it uh, approachable to people of all faiths and people of all ex- experiences. You know, I mean, my whole business is about energy. Everything I do is energy. I'm, you know, my, my, my spiel that I say, you know, when I introduce myself is, you know, I'm a, I'm a brain coach for anxiety transformation and success acceleration. I teach you how to leverage neuroscience, mindset, the human energy body with the law of attraction so that you're building your success from an energetic foundation as opposed to an efforting foundation. So even though everything I do is energy, I can weave in that you know, the kind of the science behind it, the, you know, this, the, the reticular activating system and serotonin and dopamine, you know, I, I can put it in language that people are like, oh, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not too weird. It's not too woo. Um, but uh, it's funny, I can, whenever I'm speaking to a, an audience, I can instantly pinpoint, like, the engineers in the room. <laughs> right based on forgive me all the listeners that are engineers but there is definitely a certain way that they sit in my <laughs> in the presence of my information and I can see it's like they're you know and then there's these other people that are like on the edge of their seats you know just like loving it all but I can always tell it out there, are you an engineer by any chance? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, okay. How did you know? And I said, no, just a, just a hunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think you're being humble since you are known as the mind whisperer, right? <laughs> yeah. Is the, the popular saying is, did you read the room? And I, I think it's probably second nature to you. Was that something that you had to develop? Uh, because like you said, you had to, kind of get people on your side and to turn, speak in their language. So is that yeah. a, a, how do you get well, to that? Point? Well, the fastest way to get, to get people on your side is to give them an experience, mm-hmm. right, where they feel the transformation. And um, the really cool thing about the tools that I teach is that they're all stupid simple and highly impactful and they create change. They create transformation that's pretty undeniable. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Can I, can I guide you through a little experience there? Please. So that you can feel that? Okay. So one of the things um, about this work that I do is, is helping you to employ your brain and how it works 
to bring about, um, you know, a sense of empowerment or a sense of calm or, um, you know, being able to discharge some toxic negative energies or emotions or whatever. And, and I'm lazy, I want it fast, and I want it fun. So anything that I teach pretty much works for most people, um, and, you know, it's, it gets results. So here, here's what I always do when I'm, when I'm speaking to exemplify how powerful we are. So I want you to close your eyes, mm-hmm. and I want you to think of an experience where there was connection and total love. Maybe it's you have your, uh, your puppy or your cat in your lap and you're stroking them. Um, for women, it can be that holding your infant in, in the middle of the night, uh, maybe having a, you know, a breastfeeding session and the world is asleep. It's just you and your baby and you're looking into each other's eyes. Maybe it's a memory of um, you know, walking on the beach holding the hand of your partner and just feeling so much love and connection. So whatever the memory is for you, I want you just to sit in it for a minute. Okay. And feel the feeling of it. Get as visceral as you can with, you know, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the touches. And tell me what your body feels like now as compared to when we were just chatting before. Mm, More relaxed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. and the um, this was a, a interesting thing that I fell upon just by happenstance. I was working with a woman who, um, while I was working with her, doing some energy clearing around some beliefs and whatnot, she went into a full-blown panic attack, and um, it, it, she just like couldn't bring herself back. And and so I said, "Have you? Did you?" Uh, did you breastfeed your child? And she said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, so I want you to I want you to think about." 3 a.m., 3 a.m. feeding, and you're sitting there and you're holding your baby and the world's asleep and da da da. And immediately I heard an audible, <sighs> and I watched her body relax. And, um, you know, it's like the that panic attack is she focused her brain on a pleasurable, comforting, human connection, love memory her brain switched off and started, you know, changing what it was producing as far as, you know, neurotransmitters and chemicals. So what's happening and what you feel, Hamza, is the release of oxytocin. Oxytocin is the love drug. It's the drug of connection. And it has this amazing power to, like, you know, change your, your uh, you know, your heart rate and your blood pressure. And it just, like, it has... Uh, physiological impact on your body. So by using memories, you know, you don't have to pop the pill to get there. You can use intentional thought to create different releases of different chemicals. You know, um, the most uh, popular TED Talk, um, oh, God, her name's blipped out of my head, but it's... um, 
I want to say, no, anyway, I can't remember. Um, she talks about like how, how to get confidence and how you, you know, stand with your hands on your hips and you, you know, puff up your chest and you're like, you know, b- before you go to speak or something, right? You want to get confident. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Covey, I think, might be her name. I don't know. And I wish I could remember the name of the, the TED Talk. Anyway, my point is she teaches different body stances and different hacks for your brain to release testosterone, which is, you know, a contribution to that sense of confidence and power, right? So that's the cool thing. And when I do this, that little, I call it the oxytocin trick. When I teach the oxytocin trick in my audiences, there is an odd, every single time, 100% of the time, there is an audible, <sighs> in the, as people are breathing, you, I literally watch shoulders dropping and, you know, and I'll say to the room, raise your hand really high so everybody can see how many of you feel an energetic shift and you feel more peaceful and calm and about, you know, 75 to 80% of the room has had that impact. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah. it, I, was, I was wondering, because I was reading some of the testimonials and, and one had read, I kept those two fingers pressed into my right thigh the whole time and I know a little EFT and I was like I don't know that method I was like is that EFT but you're talking posture that well no the two fingers into your thigh is an anchoring technique so what I do is we create a certain state of energy in our in our emotional through our emotional state through our mental focus our intention and um the you know the vibrational frequency of all of that once we have that buzz in our body um you know it might be uh where i'm talking about maybe i'm working with somebody who's struggling with a um a health condition I'll do a guided meditation with them. We'll get them into a heightened state of feeling that their body is healing and being supported by, you know, divine energy. When that buzz is super, super high because I've put them into a meditated state, um, I have them press two fingers into their right thigh to anchor in this energetic state. Mm. And then... Two fingers on the left thigh, left, you know, you've heard righty-tighty, lefty-loosey, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the right side is kind of like what we want to anchor in, what we want to receive, what we want to amplify. Left side is what we want to release, discharge, or, you know, let go of. So the left side, I'll have them put two fingers onto the left side. Anytime they're feeling something that, is not serving what they want to manifest, right? Thoughts, emotions, anxiety, anger, you know, whatever it is. Uh, Press two fingers into the left thigh. And this is a whole guided meditation where we set this all up. But, you know, in a nutshell, this is kind of what it is. But you need some more background to do the technique. But pressing two fingers in the left thigh is the activation switch to let it go. It's like opening a valve and letting that energy that frequency, because I'm always talking frequency, frequency, vibration, vibration, letting that out, and then you can press on that same exact point every time, the right side will flood your body with that previously 
cultivated energetic state yeah. of confidence or healing or whatever. And it's very impactful. And uh, I think that particular, um, <laughs> I think that particular testimonial was about a guy who like closed a really significant coaching contract. Like he came to me and, you know, an hour before, like I haven't made any sales and I'm really frustrated and da, da, da. And I taught him that and he was supposed to do a certain strategy before his sales call and he closed the sale and he was just so psyched because it's like it broke the cycle of that stuckness. Very nice. And thanks for walking me through that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I want to help get your assistance for me back going back in time I mm-hmm. want to share an experience with you in 2000 where I spent 50 cents, okay? Mm-hmm. So in the business world, we all say a quarter, right? There's four quarters in the, in the year. So those two quarter, that's hence the 50 cents. And those, that 50 cents, those two quarters I spent as a, at, at the time I was teaching second grade and dealing with administration because they were – they were actually priming me to become assistant principal and then principal track. But it was mm. a little overwhelming at the time. And mm. that 50 cents, those two quarters, was spent on Paxil. Mm-hmm. Yep. Paxil was you, my friend. <laughs> right, I figured it was a trigger because I, yeah. I was like, wow, I was only on it for two quarters. You were on it yeah. for seven years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'd like for you to kind of go back and share 1997, I believe, was your, uh, we always call it your hello or your awakening mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. If you could talk a little bit about that and how you got into energy and vibration and such. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool story, actually. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I was born wired to worry. Um, uh, at, at, like, the age of eight, um, I was sitting on a school bus looking out a window and I had this thought circling around and around and around and around and I couldn't stop it. And I had the wherewithal at age seven or eight um, to say to myself, huh, this is kind of weird. I can't stop this thought. I wonder if everybody else is like this. And I actually said to myself, it's a good thing. It's a positive thought. Because if it wasn't, I'd be in trouble. Well, that was a little bit of a uh, pre-looking um, into the future because as I grew older and responsibilities were, you know, loaded up more and more, that cycling happy, you know, every every day kind of normal stuff circling around started getting a little bit darker, a little bit more worrisome, more and more, you know, the what if, oh, my God, what if, what if. And, um, yeah, and it finally landed me in anxiety, and then over time, debilitating panic disorder. And um, everything I had tried was external coming in. It was all natural stuff, um, but it wasn't enough to hold away the, you know, when I really fell off the edge of the abyss into the panic disorder. And so uh, as much as I did not want to do it, I I did go on Paxil because I've been holistically, naturally, uh, you know, that's been my default for ever, pretty much. Um, but Paxil saved my life for sure, and um, the 
when I came off the Paxil, um, I started to kind of feel the gremlins coming in again. And I, you know, I did the slow off Paxil. It was a long haul. It took me a year, I think, to get off it completely because I respected, you know, my brain needed to kind of recalibrate slowly and gently. So um, I did that right, but still, the I could feel, you know, the it's like the fingers were starting to get in my brain again. It was like I was starting to get weird again. And I went, okay, I got to do this from the inside out now. You know, I'd been taking flower essences and doing acupuncture and this and that. It was everything external coming in. And at that point, I got real serious about working from an internal perspective of trying to regulate what was going on with my thinking. And I'll never forget at one point, I had a stopwatch. My life was so wrapped up in this anxiety. It was everything about my life was the anxiety. And I had a stopwatch, and I was timing how long could I hold away that feeling of anxiety out of my body and have like a still point. Hmm. And it was like 12 seconds. Hmm. And, um, and then it would come in again, you know. And... I remember I I can see myself sitting on the floor with my back against my sofa and I got pissed off and I felt that next wave of anxiety come and I said, no, it was like, I, 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 I just was like angry and I saw this hand of light just boom, pushing it down. And for me, the cortisol release happens in my root chakra and so I can feel it really low, and then I can feel it creeping up through my body, literally up until it gets into my brain, and then I'm done for like three hours. I can't get myself back to a positive thought for like three hours. So I got pissed off, and I was like, no, and I saw this hand of light like push down that cortisol release energy that I was feeling. It's like heat coming up through my pelvis and into my belly and into my chest and up my neck and then into my head. And I could hold it for a couple more seconds down in my pelvis. And I was like, I controlled that. And then I did it again. And I could control it a little bit longer. And I started playing with this light in my body. And um, I started, like, learning how to shift and move energy in my body, kind of like using this light. So fast forward, a number of years by then I had mastered myself and I was doing a lot of work teaching um, meditation and just uh, sharing my tools with, with the people that I loved in my life you know it wasn't a business or anything yet and I was working with um, my friends who had cancer and because I had homeschooled my kids I was available to take them to chemo and during the day, you know, when everybody else was working. So I had, there were four women that I went through their chemo journey with them. And one of them, at one point, I was doing a guided meditation as, you know, they're plugging in the chemo. And it's always about talking to the body and saying, only what will serve your highest good will be received. Everything else will be easily flushed out. And then we would do visualization around the cancer site and da-da-da-da. Anyway, and, and this one day, I'm doing this meditation and my rib starts hurting. And it was like, 
oh, man, sorry, my, you know, my rib is really hurting. And my friend looked at me with this weird expression on her face, and she goes, how did you know that? And I said, what do you, what, what do you mean? And she said, how do you know that? That's exactly where my pain is. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's not about you. That's about me. Like, this is, my, you know, my rib is hurting, right? And so I'm going out with the guided meditation, and I'm like, oh, whew, man, there it goes. And she said, how did you do that? And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, at the exact moment that you said that, it's when my pain left. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. So then as I started working in that meditation, I started doing what I do for my own body. And I could change what was happening sensation-wise in her body. And we discovered that I was actually in her energy field. And I had no idea that that could even be done, that I could do that. And so I went back to one of my healers that I'd been working with, and I said, I had this really freaky experience. You know, it, it seemed like I was experiencing physically what was going on with this woman. And my healer looked at me, and she goes, well, yeah, duh, you're an energy healer. Didn't you know that? And I was like, uh, hello, no. I had no freaking clue. So actually what turned out, when I say I was born wired to worry, I actually was born wired to heal. Mm-hmm. And I had been an empath all of my life and an intuitive, not knowing it, with my energy field wide open. So all my life I was attracting people that were in crisis and suffering and they would come to me and glom onto me and say, I feel so comforted just by your voice. Being in your presence, I, I calmed down. You know, and I was like, oh, well, that's good. I'm glad I have some nice words for you. You know, I didn't know what was going on. Anyway, right. so... Long story short is that is how I realized that my anxiety was not me knowing how to self-regulate my highly attuned energy field and my capacity to feel and tap into other things. And once I learned how to do that, how to clear my field from other people's suffering and pain, mm-hmm. um, it was a game changer for my, my personal anxiety. Mm-hmm. In the big part I, I, is the last thing you just said. I, I want to stay there for a second because you mm-hmm. said clearing your space. And mm-hmm. so um, the person to come that comes to mind is uh, Sylvia Brown. You know, she mm-hmm. was a great medium, what have you. But energetically, it looked like she was carrying other people's energy until the mm-hmm. end. So mm-hmm. how how are you able? And I think in 2021. Uh, for the past couple of years, people are coming into their own in that energy mm-hmm. space, but they mm-hmm. don't know how to clear. So how are you making the distinction of your energy versus another's? Yeah, well, it's, it's, I have um, a way that uh, it's kind of like muscle testing, but for me it's my eyes. Um, so that's how I communicate with the divine. And, um, you know, I can ask questions and <clears throat> get yes no answer so to speak um my eyes roll up in my head my eyes roll down so i i you know i would i would be asking is this mine or is this somebody else's right um and when i'm when i'm clearing and i teach this to my clients i mean you know clearing your energy field it can be as simple as putting a left spinning vortex around you like a tornado around you spinning to the left that is catabolic energy. That's like pulling off, sucking off, um, breaking down, right? So when you are in a situation where you're feeling something that is uncomfortable, 
um, you know, you can, you can do a left spin of energy around you, set that intention, and that'll kind of like dissipate it, quiet it down. And then I finish off with a right spin, which is bringing the divine energy and, you know, love, compassion, understanding, you know, all, all the good stuff, right, um, mm-hmm. to purify and bring in. And that's, so after each client, I'll just do a, a left spin vortex and I'll like suck it out of the, you know, the roof of my office and then I'll right spin a vortex of white light coming down in. And that's, I mean, it's very quick and easy. That's how I clear and teach my clients to clear. But here's an interesting thing. When you feel um, a, like an emotion suddenly come in, you've, you've had that experience where you're like going along, you're happy-go-lucky, and then all of a sudden you're kind of like bummed out or you're feeling blue. Or, and it's like, wow, where did that come from, right? It's like, that's weird. What's going on? Ask, is this mine? Mm-hmm. And you have to have, you know, your uh, intuitive reading of yes or no, you know, whether it's that a lot of people do standing, and they lean forward for a yes, they lean back for a no. My eyes do the roll up, roll down. You know, you can do muscle testing or whatever, but just ask, is this mine? And I can't tell you how often it is not yours. This energy, this emotional thing that glommed onto you, it's kind of like you walked into a bubble of frequency that somebody left behind as they were walking down. This happens to me in the, in the city a lot. I'm walking down the street and all of a sudden I'll, I'll be hit with incredible sadness and I'll ask, is this mine? No. Then what you do is return to sender with consciousness and love and just return it back. And you'll be amazed that energy will leave your body. And as I work with my clients, um, like I go through a, belief checklist when I first start working with them because we want to excavate as many beliefs as possible and I have a cool process that we can do like a massive amount of beliefs in about an hour and a half. We go through and we'll ask on the belief checklist, is this mine? And most of the time, most of my clients have 50 to 70 or 80% of the beliefs that they have grown up with and thought were theirs and they were never theirs to begin with. And it was as simple as return it to sender with consciousness and love. And that belief just slips off energetically. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Fast and furious. (laughs) (laughs) We want it yesterday. I want it fast. I want it fun. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I'm on the same page. So I have to ask you, because yeah. Atlanta was trending on the internet two days ago now because we were in the 12 state radius of all these storms, tornadoes that touched down. Oh, and yeah. so I want to ask you about a typical day for you, right? Because it sounds like myself where I can ha- be a type A and I have every minute accounted for, and then the power's out for the whole day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do anything. So mm-hmm. how, are, how are you able to pivot when you want things yesterday? Well, I, I, uh, I pivot real well. Um, I, I am really in the belief that everything that um, I'm experiencing is an external reflection of an internal something in me, mm-hmm. right? If I am, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're really going to go down the wormhole and get into quantum physics, um, you know, and work 
on, on a basis of the law of attraction. Um, I take every opportunity to go inward and go, hmm, isn't this interesting? I was supposed to, uh, you know, finish my um, my online course today. I had it all set up and, well, the power went out. Okay, so, hmm, all right, where, what is the lesson there for that? Maybe is it that I'm just needing to chill out and go play for the day? Okay. Is it that I need to look at, oh, I'm a little bit freaked out about launching that online course, mm, a little bit nervous about that visibility or whatever. You know, So it's an opportunity to reflect inside and go, what is inside of me that is you know, manifesting as this sort of thing? And... Um, so I just I just kind of look at everything as there is a lesson, there is um, there is a reflection or an energy that needs to be cleared or something. So I kind of like roll along with things, and very often, you know, I'll jump into oh, I guess I'm just supposed to chill out today, mm-hmm. right? And Go do something fun. My my takeaway was gratitude because yeah, while I'm complaining about the eight plus hours without power, you know, at least the power came back on. There weren't trees. I mean, there was a lot of significant damage across the Southeast. Um, And I didn't experience it, which brings me to going back to, I can do it. So not only was Wayne Dyer there, but Greg Braden was there. And at the time he was talking about collectivism and they were able to measure uh, the the collective mindset at this time um, of 9-11. Like mm. they were able to measure it. And so what you were saying yeah. is, hey, yeah, maybe I need to sit back. So would I extrapolate that the South collectively is going through inner turmoil? That's why this happened on such a great level? Ask that question again in a different way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Usually there's a tornado and we see the news, oh, it hit Alabama. One place, two places. You yeah. know, this, this was 12 states significant damage right and we may i mean let's take global warming off the table but from a collectivism as far as and because a lot of a lot of us are walking around on autopilot we're not asking who does this belong to or is it mine right or doing any of those so would that affect the climate the weather that we've had over the past couple of days well i you know if everything is energy right and um i mean gosh we are all impacted by the lunar cycle the moon we're all emotionally impacted by the wind we're all emotionally impacted by um you know when it's overcast versus sunny so that's you know uh the influence of external things coming to us but wouldn't it also make sense it's not a one-way valve i mean the energy is flowing everywhere and you know i don't know about creating tornadoes but certainly um i I feel like the the collective consciousness is very very potent and powerful and um it absolutely impacts everything Mm -hmm. um and you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, when when I'm dealing with somebody, let's say, who is, you know, talking law of attraction in these days, that can piss a lot of people off. 
because mm-hmm. they're dealing with things that are really out of their control, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, we've got racial things going on. We've got, we got a lot of shit going on. Um, but the, the contribution that I speak to is being able to take responsibility for myself and my contribution to everything energetically, right? And there's a lot of stuff inside of me that is collectively, you know, that is being putting out into the major collective that's in my subconscious that I don't even know is in there. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's taking personal responsibility for just acknowledging, wow, there's something happening out here that is extremely uncomfortable. It's extremely unfortunate. And anything inside of me that is a contribution to that, I release and let go. I transform and, you know, just uncreate and destroy it. Like do whatever I can for my own energetic contribution to something and there's a lot of things that I don't even know that I'm energetically contributing so when I see things like oh wow okay there's a whole bunch of tornadoes going on and whatnot I'll just get a little quiet inside and say you know anything inside of me that 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 is a contribution to this I release and let go I uncreate and destroy I you know transcend transform surrender it and then I bring in light and love and I work a lot with Ho'oponopono. Are you familiar with that? Very, yes. Love it. Yep. So I work a lot with Ho'oponopono. And I will, you know, first ask my body, my energy, my ancestors, whatever, let stuff go. And then I will Ho'oponopono and send that energy into, you know, the devastation, the tornadoes, the families, the, you know, the street riots the whatever whatever's going on right mm-hmm. um i i that's my contribution i'm not a out on the streets rioting kind of girl i am a let's do the inner work here for me More my powerful. personal contribution yeah absolutely i do it on in that vein uh, one of your videos on youtube is about rewiring the brain mm-hmm. and one thing that i acknowledge and am thankful for in the third dimension is that time or at least manifestation even though we may want it yesterday is not as quickly as it would be in the fourth fifth sixth dimension and Mm -hmm. so as i interpret the rewiring the brain for a law of attraction standpoint you may ask for something and it didn't happen immediately but it's on its way like abraham would say stop looking at it Mm -hmm. or stop going to the kitchen and leave the chef alone and let them cook it yeah but this energy comes in and you didn't realize you asked for it six months ago, but it's coming now. How do you sit in that space and rewire your brain of, wow, this is really coming, but it's beyond. I mean, it's like the, the grace of the universe is so <laughs> they kind of laugh like we're not asking for enough. So you're in a space that's like, wow, I only asked for $10. Here's a $100,000 situation coming through. How are you able to uh, have that energy support that you've been asking for or acknowledge that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times we don't even, like, in retrospect, we go, oh, God, I actually manifested that. I remember I was, you know, working <laughs> on that a while back. Yeah, and, and I will absolutely uh, validate that whatever, um, whatever we are working on 
if we can really keep our energy clear, that's why everything about my business is about clearing, clearing the beliefs, the, the traumas, the stories, the head trash that is muddying up the energetic frequency. If you can keep your energy clear and you're work, doing your manifestation work, I can guarantee you that whatever the universe brings you is going to be so far beyond mm. what you ever would have even imagined. I have manifested things in my life that I don't need, I didn't even have the bandwidth or the neurological wiring <laughs> to conceive that it was possible. Right. Seriously. So I have this great analogy of teaching people why things take a long time and why things happen really fast. So it's my jello bowl analogy. And so imagine that you are a, a singular molecule in a giant bowl of jello and that singular molecule is flavoring the jello bowl with every thought that you have because your thought is a frequency so it's like when you throw a, a pebble into a pond that's flat and glassy there's a ripple effect right so every thought has a ripple effect through this giant jello bowl and so some days you know you think a thought that it's like wow i'm freaking amazing and it's like your whole jello bowl bowl is flavored with i'm freaking amazing and then you know an hour later something happens you're like oh man i suck and it's like bam your jello bowl is i suck so your jello bowl is the matrix within which your actions are going to be impacted you know, impacting that jello and also the jello is impacting it. So imagine that your actions that you're taking to build your business or your success or heal your body or find, a, you know, a, a partner, whatever, is like taking a bow and arrow and you're shooting from the center of this very, very large jello bowl. You're shooting an arrow. That's your activity, right, that you're doing, your manifesting work, whatever, your rituals, blah, blah, blah. And that arrow shaft as it goes through this jello bowl is being completely coated with the flavor of the jello now if you're if you've been in a you know god life is really hard there's never enough money i you know i i don't have enough energy to work harder to make more money if that's the flavor of your jello bowl and you're working your ass off in your business or you're trying to you know find a job or whatever shooting arrows in that matrix that arrow is going to go out boom leave the jello bowl go out into the quantum field where there's a big genie in the sky, law of attraction, whatever. <laughs> the genie grabs it, your arrow catches it when it shoots to it. It licks it and goes, oh, life is really hard. There's never enough money. I can't find a job. It turns around behind it and there's a giant shelf, like a warehouse shelf of experiences, right? And he goes and looks for the, oh, life is really hard. I can't find a job shelf of experiences pulls an experience off it, attaches it to your arrow, and then throws the arrow back to you. It, again, has to go through the jello bowl to come boink and land in your life. So if you're constantly having thoughts and frequencies that are lowering the vibration of, you know, life is joyful, I am healthy, I am abundant, all of life is supporting me, you know, like all these high vibration resonances. If you live in there with a pure jello bowl flavor, shit manifests really fast. 
But if you're constantly dipping the vibration down of your jello bowl with a lot of time spent in life is hard, I don't have enough money, I'll never have this, I'll never have that, I never heal, blah, blah, blah. That's why manifestations take so long because that arrow has gone out. The, the universe has sent back whatever flavor it, you know, the arrow was launched in, and then it gets a double coating of your jello bowl. And sometimes you can raise the frequency so when it comes back through, it, you know, that experience gets a little bit better before it lands in your life. But a lot of times, you know, you're, you're launching a lot of arrows where you're like, oh, man, I'm on fire, I'm amazing. But then in the meantime, you've lowered your frequency and it makes that, you know, 10, you're asking to manifest $1,000. Well, maybe you only manifested $40 because... In the meantime, you lowered your frequency again. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. Total sense. Yeah. And uh, on those lines, um, we were before getting on, we were talking about things opening up, and I'm a big music person like you are, so I'm really mm-hmm. excited about the festivals and stuff coming back. And I do know the first thing in the morning, I'll hear these these earworms and. Sometimes I'll get it right away, but it may be later in the day, like, oh, that was what I'm supposed to learn today or whatever I was mulling yeah. over. And I wanted to get your take on being an intuitive channel for divine music as well. Yeah, so I have this weird gift. It's pretty cool. Um, I am able to translate a person's energy body into a piece of music. And then I use that piece of music as the backdrop for like a neural reprogramming audio for them where they're either using that music with um, an established uh, protocol that I set up for them of, you know, we're, we're rewiring new beliefs or I might have a, uh, like a subliminal audio uh, vocal on Mm -hmm. that track as well. All depends on, you know, what level of coaching they're working on with me. Um, but yeah, so so the cool thing about it is this, what I do is I work with the person first, I get them into a super clear energetic uh, state where they're very, very high frequency, and then I go to the piano and I essentially channel their energy body into this piece of music so that every time they listen to it, it puts them into this super high, open, loving, joyful state. And when you visualize and you're in that really, really high crystalline frequency, it's very deeply embedding into your subconscious mind. And um, so, yeah, people love their piece of music because it, it is, it's like they're meeting themselves. And every time I channel somebody's music, like I turn around, you know, once I'm done at the piano and they're, they just have tears streaming down their face and they, it's just like mic drop. Like they can't even say anything. They're just like, that was unbelievable. And the cool thing is, is that every time they listen to that piece of music, that is the feeling state that they are able to access. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the top of the hour, but I do have another question that is not woo-woo related. Yeah. I do have to say that I love your jacket on your site, and I wanted to know, it seems like a power jacket for you, and I didn't know <laughs> if you had 
a motorcycle or a moped? <laughs> no, I have a 36-foot wooden catch. I'm a sailor. <laughs> nice. I'm a lot slower than the motorcycle. <laughs> and, that, and that leather jacket never goes on my boat. <laughs> That's really funny. I love that jacket. I feel like a freaking badass in that jacket. I, I guess so. I'm looking at it right? like, i got to ask her about this jacket. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, so it's so funny. People will say to me, you know, you wear, you wear a lot of black, and, you know, I know. I know you're a badass and, and everything, and but you're also so powerful and spiritual. And don't you think you should be wearing white? And I'm like, I don't know. I just I really like black. What for whatever reason? But just recently, I saw somebody. He was a uh, I don't know what what he was like a shaman or something. And he was like, you should never never wear black. Never Sad wear guru. Black. Yeah, maybe. Did you have you seen that one? It's a yeah, I did. Video. I was, was going to ask you that because yeah, uh, black is supposed it absorbs to absorb. everything, right? Right. right. Yes. So it kind of got me thinking. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the wardrobe is going to shift up. <laughs> We're going to upgrade the light in my wardrobe. <laughs> As an empath, you're like, well, I mean, you have more control. But for right? an empath listening, right, you're like, why do I yeah. keep drawing this energy? Well, what are you yes. wearing? <laughs> yeah, a lot of black. Yeah, a lot, lot of black. black. Yeah, yeah, a lot of black. Yeah, I definitely was like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, hopefully no one else passes, but, you know. Uh, but at a funeral, yeah, you're not going to wear black because that's exactly. a lot of energy there. So yeah. it's been a pleasure. And I know we uh, we shared so many goodies, and like all others, this hour flies by. But I can only imagine if I can pull one thing and can have my own particular individual music that speaks to me getting that from you i'd love for you to share your site your information where people can get in touch with you yeah so it's bambithompson.com and it's b-a-m-b-i-t-h-o-m-p-s-o-n.com and um a really great place to uh, to start is if you bambithompson.com forward slash gift, and I have a free momentum accelerator uh, jump start, and it's like a little mini course, and it talks about the Jello Bowl. It talks about there's there's a number of um, there's some EFT tapping there for breaking free from procrastination. There's an entrepreneur meditation which has a piece of my music on there and some vocals, and it's just a kind of a, a good little package to get yourself into momentum and to be able to kind of quiet down uh, the anxious, the um, the scarcity, the beliefs that are within you, and that's a that's a really great way to start. And then I I do offer free strategy sessions for people to come with their challenge, and I'll give them a little something to nibble on to start working on, and say you know based on what you're struggling with this is what I offer that might help you and yeah so check it out for sure and I have YouTube I'm on YouTube lots of videos over there yeah good deal thank you so much Hamza this was really a fun conversation sure and with that you have just been in tune to another episode of intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective this is Hamza and Bambi it was a pleasure let's definitely stay in touch Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.